I'm Hallie Labonte, welcoming you to Inside Twin Hills, where we're giving our mega church a tiny family feel by introducing you to members of our church staff and community so you can be blessed by them as well. And today is going to be no exception. We've got the most wonderful, wonderful friend here to share with you today. I got to tell you, though, I read something this week that the thing I was reading, they called him St. John of the Cross. I'm just going to say John, you know, because I think that's his name. But one of his names for God was Na-da, meaning nothing. Not meaning empty or not containing anything, but rather the place where language runs out, the place where concept runs out, like Soren Kierkegaard. I don't know if any of you should read him, but he said something about, if you think you can understand it, it's not God. And I thought, you know what? That's so neat because that's the definition of faith. You don't got to think. You don't got to understand it. You just got to believe. You know what I mean? Well, just like Jesus turned water into wine, I'm about to turn this podcast up by introducing Gray. How's everybody? Hey, Ellie. It's so good to see you. Happy uh, Sunday. And it's just uh, wonderful to be here. What a day. What a Sunday. Absolutely. Sunday fundy. Hey, I had a great week in Climax this week. Oh, yeah. It do tell. a really powerful week um, because I, I'm not sure if you were here um Last week, we had a guest speaker. His name was Brett Campana. And Ooh. Brett Campana is one of those guys who likes to be a bit shocking mm-hmm. to really get people's attention. And I just loved what he did because um, it was just this powerful sermon where he really wanted to wake up the kids. And I'll tell you what he did. We all filed into uh, the, the, the climax area and he just put up on the I Meg, one word, Ooh. and I'm a bit embarrassed to say it, actually. He just put up the word sluts. Sluts? Sluts. Sluts? Sluts. Huh. sluts. Big, just white letters S-L-U-T-S. on a black background. Wow. And then he stuck, and everybody, you know. It's kind of a bad word. Right. It's a pretty bad word, and the kids really started talking. A a few of them pulled out the phones to take pictures of it. You know, they were laughing, trying to make jokes about it. And he starts preaching the word of God. And he starts naming women in the Bible who we traditionally would 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 maybe say words like this about. He says, I want to talk to you about Jezebel. I want to talk to you about Rahab. I want to talk to you about Mary Magdalene. I want to talk to you about Delilah. I want to talk to you about Bathsheba. All right? And he's going through, he's naming woman after woman after woman. Uh-huh. And I, I have to admit, I was pretty uncomfortable. Sure. And plus, I thought he looked so cool. He had one of those leather cuffs. Have you seen oh, those? that's really cool. I went out and got one, actually. Do you like it? It snaps with yeah. two snaps. Yeah, it's got two snaps on the back, and then I've got, I, I had a cross um, engraved on the front. Wow, that's cool. Anyway, so he um, he just was preaching this word, and he, and he starts talking about these women in the Bible who we would traditionally think that they've fallen um, in the eyes of, of the community and of God. And then he turns around and he starts pointing at all the girls in the audience. And he says, do you identify with any of the stories of these women? And I have to admit, some of them were even nodding a bit. Yes. And even some of the guys were. And then he clicks something in his hand. He had the remote in his hand. And the letters were an acronym underneath each letter. You know, it yeah. said S. Shamed. L loved you understood t tested s saved and it basically turned the word sluts into this awesome reminder of what the powerful word of god 
and the love of God can do in these quote-unquote sluts life. And I will tell you, my kids have been talking about this sermon all week. So I'm really excited because I feel like it gives me a bit of leash to try some things that are a bit shocking yeah. to, to, to get them interested. Absolutely. You got to do that. You With teenagers, you got to get their attention. And it sounds like that he knew that and he knew how to get their attention and then they were listening. And you know what? All those females in that room, they were probably just ex- excited to be included. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Yeah. And it just gives us a reminder of, um, you know, when you see a word like that, maybe make an acronym out of it. That's so cool. Oh, that's so cool. How was your week, Hallie? Well, in the main services this weekend, we had one of the services out of the five. We had somebody make a noise. And at first it was like, is that a mistake? Maybe, you know, a chair is creaking or something. But I heard every time Steve would make a comment in his message about, you know, the transformative, like powerful love of Christ or how, you know, Jesus walked on water or how God is with you every moment of every day and loves you no matter what. There was this person. It was it sounded like, huh, huh, really? Yeah, almost like a, a a duck honking or something. And so he would say, you know, Jesus, Jesus saw you. Jesus loves you so much. He knit you together in your mother's womb. He loved you before you were born. Huh? Well, and I bit, said, what is going on? And uh, you know, he, God can be both omnipresent and omniscient all powerful, all knowing and all loving. And those are not contradictory. Huh? And it just keeps going like that. And it seems like it's lined up with these statements about Christ, like almost like it's sowing seeds of doubt in people's mind. I'm looking around. Finally, I'm trying to make eye contact with Steve Hernandez, who's in the back of the room. He's kind of like jingling his keys back there. He's on security. He's got walkie talkies and all that stuff. And I'm like, Steve, get down here and find who's making noise and get him out of here. Right. What I didn't know was that this person had already talked to Hernandez and to some of the other people saying, just so you know, I have this tick. It's, it kind of expresses itself in the form of Tourette's or something like that, where I will occasionally make these like nonverbal sort of tick noises or whatever. Right. And it just so happened that they were accidentally somehow getting lined up with any time, you know, Steve would make a statement of faith. Right. It's just too bad that it sounds a bit like a question. Right. Or just, a, a, you know, sort of a disbelieving sound. Right. You know, Jesus stepped out of the boat onto the water and it held him up. Huh? Right. Like that. uh, that's too bad. You know, sometimes I, I think those are the perfect types of situations where you can say, we're really glad you're here. Maybe you can watch in the uh, in the auxiliary room or the fragrance-free section because yeah. then you're in the, the other room and you can, you know, you can still watch the sermon, but if he's if he's making the honking noise, then it's not going to bother anybody except for the people that are, are, you know, allergic to perfume. Right, right. You know, uh, everything you've ever been, done is covered in the blood. It's washed in the blood. Huh? Well, I think we are definitely too blessed to be stressed, which means we got to move on to too knowing to to be disappointed. And just like Jesus used loaves and fishes to feed the 5,000, we're going to feed your soul today with our guest. Please welcome Edric Huncoat. Come on, brother. Oh, how are you? Nice to be here. <laughs> he is really legit. It's like we have our own Anthony Bourdain here. We're out. We're without borders or something, aren't we? That's Great. right. A bit too soon on. Did you know Anthony? Not personally, no. Oh, I, I thought he was real neat. Well, let's say a little bit about Idric because um, 
As, as we all know, we've got this amazing food service here, but I think it's just taken a step up uh, because Edrex just joined the uh, Twin Hills family in... Uh, when, when did you finally uh, sign sign your contract? About a week and a half ago. Okay. And welcome. he is the new executive chef. Very exciting. He's wearing the white... Uh, what What is it called? The chef coat? What is, right. What, yeah, it's a coat. Yeah. Right. He's yeah. wearing the chef thing. Smock. It's got his name embroidered in it. Tunic. Right there in, in his chef coat. And we call you chef, right? Do people say I mean, chef? you could... You know, okay. It's well, like it's you know. I don't think it's like when doctors. I, I once got in a fight with my neighbor because uh, he wouldn't he wouldn't let me call him Mister, and I called him Doctor, and he and he threatened me. Oh really? Yeah, legitimately as a child. Oh. He took it very seriously. He's like, I've been to school for a very long time, and I want to be called Doctor, and you know, it was an altercation. But I'm not gonna. That's not gonna happen. No. Right. No. Oh. I, I'd like. I'd love to say Chef though, because it's kind of it feels just like, hey, Chef. Yeah, yeah, you know. yeah so No, it's easier. You don't have to remember a name. That's you know? right. That's it's, right. It's a placeholder. That's right. So, so where's your accent from? Ah, the north. The north. Yeah. All right. Oh, of... The UK. Oh, oh I okay. love the UK. Yeah, it's United Kingdom for, oh. for, for a bit longer anyway. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. I, I, yeah. Mm. I, and I really hope that that goes through. Yeah, no, it'd be the best for everyone concerned. Well, Edric Huncoat has moved here to Indiana. I'm sure you're probably falling in love with it already. Oh, it's so flat. That's very flat. And it's especially flat considering where you've come from, mm. which is Northern California. Yeah, right? That's right, yeah. Right. And what were you doing there? Working in Napa. Okay. Napa, oh, California. That's so cool. Where the wines are from. <gasps> yeah. Oh, that's yeah. so cool. I, and and we've yanked you out of that sophisticated world into Broad Ripple, Indiana, so you can take over as executive chef of Mana, our food mm-hmm, court, mm-hmm. and reimagine all the menus and everything there. And also, you know, we do have the, I don't know what you'll do with the donut um, bar that we, we, we have all the... Um, Christ-shaped holes, the donut holes that are shaped like Christ. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not going to touch that. Okay. Good. Okay. Good. That's great. <laughs> I think everybody's wondering how much you're going to change it and everything. Well, we there, gotta... there's going to be some new toppings. I can tell you that. Some uh-huh. new glazes. Maybe some compotes. Wow. You know. So you are. So so so. I mean, you're like the real deal. You went to this, uh, culinary school That's right. and all that. Yeah. Yeah. Did you have a specialty like French cuisine? Well, or... I'm, I'm French trained. Oh. But I'm very inspired by my homeland. You know. Yeah, right. like Julia Child. Uh, well, she's also French, and I'm not. But uh, so I'm inspired by her technique, but not necessarily the same ingredients. Yeah. If that makes any sense? Yeah. Yeah. So you were working in California and and tell us how, how did you come here? Because it seems like you're working in some of the more famous restaurants in America. Oh yeah. Yeah. I worked for Thomas Keller at the French Laundry, which most people don't know, but very demanding, very uh, ingredient focused, technique focused. But I mean, if you want to, if you really want the story, you got to go further back. I've been working in a pub. Oh, you know, uh, right on the border of Scotland and Greenland. Like and, fish and um, chips? Yeah, a little fish and chips, a little bit of scotch eggs, um, you know, salmon big up there, uh, quesadillas, you know. Oh, I love a, a quesadilla. Oh, those are the oh best. I love a quesadilla. Yeah, you know, mostly, mostly regional foods. Um, I but, like to put pastor in my, I, I think pastor tastes good and it, and it looks like pastor. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah, you like, you get n- nutrition and inspiration at the same time, which is actually the draw of being here. Really? You know, but anyway, so, you know, started early, uh, you know, not exactly an easy time growing up uh-huh. um, during the Troubles. Yeah. And uh, anyway, hopped a train at an early age. Wound Did you leave up, because mm. you, what, is that called like a Scottish smile? You got, you yeah, got somebody oh, no, sliced you from there yeah, to there? Well, I, I didn't have a cheek when I was born. Oh, oh really? No. Oh, they, so they had to so do. So it's a cheek graft. 
Oh, they really? did plastic yeah, surgery yeah. on a little infant? Yeah, well, oh. no, I had to wait. Oh, really? Oh. Mm, primary school, elementary school, is it? Oh, yeah, that's what we call it. it. Right. You know, third grade. Oh, no. Uh, finally got my cheek. Oh. It was a cheek donor. Oh. Yeah, they got to match it up. Wow, really? it's that's a perfect a, it's a match. Perfect match. No, it, it, it was lucky. Right. Oh wow! So, and so, now you look at you—you're making like pork cheek and stuff. Oh sure. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, you got to use every part of the animal, just like you got to use every part of your body to make up for the parts of your body you didn't have. Mm. Mm-hmm. That's just so cool. I, I love that when you can find such a—I mean, I feel like that's one of those god things because you're like, hey, this guy really enjoys food. He's—he's he's got part of his mouth missing, and then God gives him a new mouth, and now he's using. His hands. To oh, make that's right. To it's put it's the road to my, the road to Damascus, but up my face, right? right. Like right. what I lacked, I was provided, and then uh, wow. everything after that. New identity, new new mission, new love. Oh. Uh, led me, you know. I I was butchered, and now I am a butcher. If oh, you want that's to. So, cool. so what were you so worried about with with all your troubles? Oh, not my troubles. Oh, okay. Oh, no, the troubles. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And no, what, that's were, a, what were they? Oh, that's a famous. Uh, you know, if you go back to the. To the mid '90s, there's a famous political struggle in oh, the north really? between the northerners and the slightly less northerners in oh, the UK. It sounds like Game of Thrones. Oh, right. oh, it's a lot like that, except uh, you know, not that I've watched it. Oh, you haven't watched Game of Thrones? Ah, no. Oh. Too close to home, you know, a little bit too soon. Oh, really? But uh, trigger yeah. warning. Oh, okay. Yeah, you yeah. know. So you're working in this pub, and you're really up far north. Way north. Okay. And then what? Well, you know, I, I, I applied to some colleges and university is what oh, we call right. it over there. I applied to some university, you know, got in and, and, and had this real moment, you know, where I went, I went, um, what am I going to do? Am I going to go spend four years learning about something or am I going to go and, and, and provide for the underserved <laughs> communities in the world? And oh. that led me directly to the outskirts of San Francisco. Wow. Yeah. So I'm there and I'm, uh, and I'm working in the pub and I, and, I, and I love what I'm doing and I get into university and I'm going to study uh, global politics. Oh. And I thought, why, why, would I, why would I invest in geopolitical understanding when I can serve underserved communities with the skills I currently have? Right, there's already a lot of Jews doing that. Oh yeah, no, there's there's no shortage of people figuring that out. But you know, what I, what I really recognized the need, which was the people of, of on the outskirts of San Francisco don't have good food. Oh, so so I hopped a train, yeah, to California, oh. and you know, started by washing dishes. Oh, you got to work your way up. Yeah, well, no, you, you, you know, it's not washing feet, but it's close. <laughs> and, uh, you know, worked my way into the kitchen and, and, and ultimately got a chance, got a chance to cook. That oh, is awesome. Yeah. Did your mom teach you? How did, did you start at an early age? Were you always drawn to food and cooking? And Well, I think we're all drawn to food. Yeah, I do love it. Huh? You know, it's, a, it's one of those things you need. You gotta eat. You gotta have a pyramid of human needs, right? Food, shelter, um, conversation, exercise, Ooh. exercise, uh, yeah. television. You know, a you can't. Bit. And a I think bit. Jesus. And Jesus. Oh, of course. Right. He's at the top, top of the, of the pyramid. pyramid. Top of the pyramid. You can't oh. live without that. Not truly live. Right. Right. So that you know, that's my that's my journey. It worked out there. Uh, cycled around, worked at a couple of places, got into foraging for a little bit. Now what's that? Um, oh, that's where you go out and find food. Really? Yeah, you just go out into the woods. 
Foraging. Yeah, mushrooms, uh, oh. uh, heads. Those are ferns. Oh, really? Yeah, you can eat them. It's amazing the bounty that exists in the kingdom if you just know where to look. You know, oh. I was doing a thing for a while where I would only eat a carb if I found it on the ground because I called that the manor diet. And that was just something if God had provided manor, then I was going to eat it. Off You're the saying manna, right? Manna, right? Yeah. Ah, yeah. That's right, manna. Yeah. 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 So, and 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 that's been great because then it really limits my carb intake. But you look I, great. You look you. great. Thank you very much. Wow. Now, what is a um? What are those things that the pigs sniff? Uh, truffles. Yeah. What and is, other pigs? <laughs> that's true. Right? Uh, you know, that's why you get more pigs. Now, what is a truffle? Is it a mushroom? It's like a mushroom, yeah. It's yeah, a fun guy. A fun guy, yeah. It's a real fun guy. It's a really expensive fun guy. Oh, oh it's a mushroom. Yeah, no, and, and, and you know, the, the, those pigs, uh, aside from being, you know, admirable, yeah. great metaphor. Ah, uh, right. Really portable to whatever you want to, yeah. whatever point you want to make, you can use that one. That's true. Yeah. That's true. And there's pigs in the Bible. That's is right. there? Yeah. The demons went into the pigs and they ran screaming off a cliff. Hmm. Jesus had to put the demon somewhere. Can you give us a taste of of what we can expect at Manor? A taste of what you'll taste. Right. That's <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, yeah, we've we've been working on um we've been working with a bit of a, a mission statement. Right. Ooh. You know, like um I think every every team needs to know what they're gunning for. Yeah. Uh and we've we've come across, you know, s- some key points. Right. And you know, and we've got to and you know good. It's gotta oh. be good. Right. Oh yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's got to be offered freely oh. and, and, and without agenda. Right. You know, it's service. Yeah. So good, offered. Um, it's got to be devoted. Yeah. Right. Devoted, devoted to not only to Not only to the, uh, the congregation and the eaters, but also to the, you know, to the quality of the ingredients and, and, and the oh. fact that, you know, every animal and every vegetable and every, um, you know, uh, processed food that we're going to put on the menu has been given to us by the Lord. Oh, so yes. it's going to be, it's going to be good. It's going to be offered. It's going to be devotional. Yeah. Right? right. And it, it's got to be authentic. Yes. Right. To whatever we decide that means, yes. you know, which doesn't necessarily mean honor, honor and tradition. Okay. okay. You know, like what, what we decide is authentic is what's authentic for us. Mm-hmm. We can decide what our truth is. That's the great thing. Oh, right. that's so great. You know, we're not, we're not bound by text or, 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 or you know, uh, proven data. Right, you know, authenticity right. has nothing to do with fact. Right. right. It's a feeling. That's right. It's a feeling. It's a decision. Right. Yeah. Right. And then it's got to be faithful yeah. to the other letters that I've listed. That's oh, right. That's so great. It's almost, it's like an acronym. It, it is. Be an acronym. Yeah, that's what we've got. It's painted right on the, on the back of the so kitchen. G- Good. Uh, offered. G- offered. Devote, devoted, devoted, devoted. Yeah, that's right. right. Authentic, 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 and faithful. faithful. G O D, G O D, God A F. Yeah, that is great. And when you walk into the new space, that's going to be laid out in subway tiles across the whole cooking space. We got an open kitchen because we want to have open hearts. We want to have open conversation. We're going to have an open kitchen. None of this, you know, we're not going to hide the fact that we're using, you know, industrial grade ingredients. We're gonna we're gonna put that right out in the open. We are getting good. Genetically modified, agriculturally, industrial enhanced ingredients so we can cook for the most people possible. I think that's what Jesus would want. I mean, oh, look, he took a couple of fishes and a couple of loaves and, 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 and fed thousands. And that's what we're aiming to do. So and good. I just love, too, that you, you're, you're adding table service. And I've always, there's something about when I go into manor, I, I don't oftentimes want to stand at a window. I do sometimes want to sit down. And I love that we've, we finally have that option. Well, now that's where the conversations start, right? You know, the conversation in the line. Yeah. Where you're, you know, you're, you're looking at your, at your neighbor's back, 
mm-hmm. and you're waiting for someone to take your order. Yeah. That's a very different conversation than when you can sit down, yeah. you can begin to unpack whatever it was that happened in the service that morning. That's right. You know, hopefully you went to more than one and you can com- compare Same. and contrast. Yeah. You know, I think that's where the real, um, I think that's, there's a, it's an opportunity for learning, not just eating. Yeah. And I mean, isn't that the most Christian thing? I feel like you can really boil down so much of the gospel into two things. Loving God and loving people. I did see the job posting for a sommelier, and mm-hmm. I wondered what, how, uh, how, how is someone a sommelier if we don't serve wine? Well, we want someone to understand it so we know what we're missing. Oh, okay. You know? Oh, isn't that neat? Someone, we, we don't, the thing about sommeliers, it's not that they understand wine, it's that they can talk about it. So what oh. we're going to have is we're going to have a person who can come out and talk about what wine you would drink with a meal if you were drinking so you get, you know, at least that's got to get you about 75% over the finish line of the experience of actually drinking oh, the wine. Oh, that's going to make it classy. Well, it is what they say, right? Is it is it part of eating is imagining mm-hmm. what it's going to be like, thinking about what it's going to be, looking at the food, and then also when you're imagining, okay, you're telling me about this fancy wine, maybe I don't drink wine and we don't serve it here, but I'm also pairing that in my mind with the food. It's going to enhance the sure, food. Sure, if I came out, if you let's say you're having a nice um, sous vide chicken dish, which we are going to be serving. Oh, great. Uh, you know, if I come out and I tell you about a nice Chenin Blanc and I talk about how it's got, you know, notes of grapefruit or uh, pear, yeah. Right, or, or maybe even even a hint of um, you know Mediterranean sand. Oh. Two out of three of those, you understand what I'm talking about, and that is that's a sixty six percent increase in your enjoyment of my description. Now, Jesus drank one. Well, did Jesus drink? See, that's a tricky one, don't you think, Edric? Is that is that Jesus? What do you think about the wine in the Bible? He turned the water to wine. I think that's a translation error. Oh, right. As we know, the Bible went through many you know many incarnations. Not the least of which was King James, who I've got, you know, that could be a whole other podcast. I've got a beef with that guy. but um, Because of the troubles? I mean, it cause, it, it's not unrelated to my own troubles. Oh, really? Again, okay. we're not talking about the troubles. We're talking right. about my troubles, oh, which per- I refer to as the troubles. Your personal I can see the confusion. Right. Well, no, they're not tribulations. That's a different thing. Oh, what That is happened it? after I left home. Oh. Yeah, that what that's what led to me being here. Oh. Yeah, so I've been through troubles and tribulations, and the trials are probably still out there because, you know, yeah. if you got two, you're going to get three. Right. Rule of threes. Now, I did see you were standing trial coming up for tax evasion. Is that still a part? Yeah, I wanted that, that to be, I put right. that in the bulletin because I didn't want it to come back and, right. you know, boomerang back get on me. I wanted, it. you got, you know, it's get about transparency, right? So, right. you know, I'm not proud of what I did, but, um, you know, I worked as an independent contractor for much of my time um, because... Uh, California not great on the unions. Right. Uh, it's a, it's not even a it's 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 somewhere between a union state and a not uh, and a right to work state. So ah. it's the worst of both worlds. But anyway, got lit up mm. uh, on their taxes, which we all know are high, and um, you know just opted out. Well, I love that you just put it out there before you started the job because yeah. I think that's a great way to start. Yeah, it's in my cover letter, which right. is, you know. And it's great to just let people know, hey, this is what I'm dealing with right now before you start any job. Yeah. I, I wish some people would do that around here, actually. So that they can pray for you. Right. It's that, saying, that was the intent. Yeah. Right. I wish someone would just say, hey, I have been in, you know, I have been in financial trouble or I have had tax evasion. I have, um, you know, had stocking in my past or whatever. Mm-hmm. It, you know, it would help. Just understand the person better and, and extend them some grace well that, that was the amazing thing right where like to get you, it's almost like you want to put it out there at the beginning so you know that if anyone's willing to have a conversation with you then they're actually they're actually 
they're actually having a conversation with you. They're not having a conversation with some version of you you put out there that's not the actual well, thing. Well, everybody at Twin Hills still knows what they're getting. We're getting the best executive chef out there. I mean, we've never had anyone anywhere near as fancy and qualified as you. Yeah, I hope the results speak for themselves. Oh, you know? I can't wait. I can't wait. Now, what do you think Jesus ate? What do you think that food was like? What did they have in the Last Supper? Because I've been to that old Jerusalem hummus place, and I wonder, was there tabbouleh and hummus back then? That's what they say is Mediterranean. Was he eating fish? I mean, we know it was fish and loaves. Well, what do you think he was eating? Well, now that, that's interesting, right? Because we've got, you know, I think we, I think we could make some really good uh, guesses about what he ate in his early years, but we, we're missing so many years, so who knows? Yeah. Who knows how he branched out? But you know, as a child, as um, as a as a you know, he would want to have eaten stuff that's not refrigerated, right? Because oh, yeah. that was. Uh, that was a very nascent technology at that time. Yeah, no electricity. Right? No electricity, oh, very right. little ice in the Middle East. You know, right. occasionally oh. they find pockets of it that can't be explained. But, you know, I just talked that up to miracles. Um, as we know, they were way more rampant back in that time than they are now. You know, I mean, when's the last time you saw you saw a full-blown patch of ice where you didn't expect it in your life? Um, probably yesterday in my driveway. Oh, that's right. That's the, I forget I'm in Indiana now. That's right. right. Right, still in my Napa state of mind, but mm. you know, I think I think if we're if we're gonna guess about what Jesus was eating, he was he's probably getting plenty of protein. I mean, if you look at the paintings of him, the guy is ripped. He's ripped. He is not taking in a lot of um, empty calories. Oh. you know, it takes a lot of you got to you got to eat for you got to eat for the job you want. Okay, you right. know what I mean. Yeah. And if you're um, going to save the world, you you're probably eating pretty well. Yeah, I think I think you're probably eating mostly vegetables. Oh. And uh, with some hard protein in there, which, um, you know, there's a lot of lamb imagery mm-hmm. involved in Jesus. So I think he was probably eating, you know, uh, some lamb. Yeah. Um, you know, we, we, we've elevated some of those images to iconography and metaphor. But what's to say that it's not it's not just a literal depiction, you know, uh, the equivalent of a photograph of him of him at the drive through when yeah. he's holding the lamb. Right. Well, maybe that. Maybe that's oh, just dinner. That sometimes, right? You think that sometimes, if you see him holding a lamb, he might be eating that lamb. Well, he might be. He might just say, you know. I think with art, you know, we can, we can really get into fetishizing the the prosaic as the as the elevated, as the metaphorical, as the right. divine. And you know, there's so many paintings of him with a lamb that what's to say that some of those aren't just grocery shopping. Interesting. Right. It does give new meaning to how he left the 99 to save the one. I mean, that might have just been a real good one. Right. Maybe the one was a good I sandwich. I think he ate well. I think that's the point. And that, that honestly is my inspiration. Like if Jesus ate well and we're all made in his father's image, which we know is also him, then we're, we're made to eat well. We're not made to, we're not made to poison the vessel. Yep. Right? right. We've got to prime the vessel. Right. We've got to have the energy. We've got to have the, 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 the clean burning energy to go out there and, and spread the word. We also need, we need the comfort food. So that's not going anywhere. I just love it. It's, oh, it's just so inspiring good, good, good. to hear someone talk about food in this way because it's, the food is the spiritual with you. And I can really mm. see that. Mm. Now, can you tell me a bit more about the, the installation that you've made at the end of Manor? Because it's just sauces. Is that right? Yeah, that's the... It's just a sauce bar. It's a sauce altar. Okay, a sauce altar. And so and so are the sauces sort of uh signifying I saw like one was sort of clear, like mm-hmm. water, some yeah. one, one was very red. Yes. So is that sort of like uh, you're taking us through different imagery in the Bible? That's right. We've gone we've gone with the theme, you know. I mean I think look, it, if you don't give yourself some sort of thing to, to, to go on as an artist, then 
you're left with unlimited options. It's called the paradox of choice, right? Oh. If you have the paradox of choice, you'll never choose anything. Oh. Think oh. about going to the think about going to the grocery store. Yeah. And you go down the cereal aisle. Yeah. I've never been, but Oh, you should. It's a thing to behold. I just can't right now because Be- it's just a bit high in sugar and carbon. I just don't eat it, but go on. Oh, the cereal. I can imagine. Yeah, right. okay. So imagine a bunch of cereals, right? Okay. And and there's still, so many cereals. A, it's still a bit hard, but I'll, I'll try. All right, I'm going to pick a different aisle. Okay, great. Uh, you go to the grocery store, you get on the bean aisle. Okay, great. The bean yeah. aisle. Uh, and I do that once a week. All right, as I know you like beans, so you, right. know, so you go to the grocery store and you're right. on the bean aisle and, and there's so many beans. Right? right, and you know you want to eat beans because you want to get your protein, you want to get your fiber. If you pair it with rice, it's a complete, it's a complete protein. Right. Uh, ah, that's true. Yeah. Oh, I like that's why rice. Why it's in so many foods? Oh, so rice and beans is good for you. Rice and beans is great for you. Oh, I can eat it. Yeah. Oh, that's great. Yeah. But which beans do you choose? Oh, it's How hard. do you choose? And if and if all those beans were just said beans, yeah. there was no information. Then I just grab the beans. Well, you just grab it, but you're not making a choice, are you? Oh, I get overwhelmed. I'm like, what's That's northern right. beans? What's white That's beans? Right. Pinto beans? Black That's beans? Right. Kidney beans? I don't know. I don't know. But if you went to the grocery store and there was just two kinds of beans, be easier. Easy. Yeah, right. so easy. this is the paradox of choice. That is so cool. So what you have, have more to, options, but you the, don't. You can't choose. Oh, I see. So yeah. what does that have to do with the sauce, though? There are so many sauces in the world, oh. right? One of the ways to learn a cuisine is you learn what's called a mother sauce. Oh, yeah. there's mother sauces in all sorts of cuisines. Really? Yeah. Oh, cool. So if we were going to just open ourselves up to every sauce on the altar, oh. we'd need a bigger altar. But as you know, the footprint of where we put the altar, because we're repurposing a space that was used for something else previously. Right. I think that was the potato bar. That was the potato bar. That's right. right. So we got what we have to work with is the footprint of the potato bar. I see. And we can't put all the sauces in the world on the potato bar because then, you know, what are you going to do? You got too many sauces and not enough bar. You're, That's awesome. You're like the, coming in here like the guy from Jaws. You're like, we're going to need a bigger altar. Well, we don't get a bigger altar. We got to have a smaller shark. So what we did was we... Whittle down our sauces to be sauces that were only supported by the text. Oh. So if you can't support the choice of the sauce from something in the scripture, that sauce is not on the menu anymore. I'll tell you, I could just hug and kiss you for having a sauce bar because I love sauce. So- to me, food is just the vehicle to get the sauce into my mouth. I just love sauces. I love honey mustard. I love blue cheese. I like a really thick blue cheese. I like everything. I just. I'll the- tell you the one where we, 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 we disobeyed our own rule because I think sometimes, I think you got to make the rules to break the rules with the exception of the Ten Commandments. Okay. We, there's no way to support ranch through the scripture. Really? No. That's too Much bad. less a Chipotle ranch. But you did it. We did it. You know why? Uh, Service. It all comes back, it all comes back to the acronym. G-O-D-A-F. G-O-D-A-F. It's got to be G-O-D-A-F. Yeah. God A F. So, so ranch, we got ranch, we got Chipotle ranch, we've even well, got a dill ranch, but that's only going to be out there I, in Lent. You're... You're a smart man because you're not going to get away with not having ranch in Indiana. And, you know. <laughs> well, I did my homework. See. Yeah. I went to every sizzler in the state. Ooh, I love sizzler. So, Edric, do you have any family? The thing most people don't understand about a kitchen is that's your family. Oh. For the time that you're in there. For the time you're trying. It's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's often been compared to a pirate ship by really? many um Many people I've talked to anyway. Oh, how's that? Well, the fact that you don't you don't necessarily choose who's on the ship with you, but you're on this journey together. And uh, many of us come from, you know, our troubles, the oh. troubles that we each carry around, not the troubles that right. that achieved geopolitical fame and resulted in massive bombings. But, you know, your own personal troubles that result in emotional devastation and mm. the hotels of your heart being mm. 
exploded. Mm. You know, we wind up in the kitchen. It's a place where people who don't necessarily come from the most stable or healthy or rational parts of society sometimes find themselves in so so it's a bit of a haphazard family mm-hmm. you know and you're just trying to steer that ship mm. into port every night and and get the macaroni and cheese into the skillets and get the skillets onto the table without anyone burning their hands I feel like fellas just like there were balls of fire that appeared overhead at Pentecost we've got your letters burning up our mailbag we ready to answer a question fellas sounds great absolutely here we go this is a long one this is good dear inside Twin Hills crew I'm a junior at Indiana Wesleyan University Marion Indiana majoring in youth ministry great oh that's awesome I spent last summer interning with the Climax kids and even helped to lead the short-term trip to Mexico que bueno Oh, great. Big shout out to God for leading me to Twin Hills and allowing me to bless and serve the youth in life-changing ways. While attending Twin Hills, I met another youth intern named Josiah, and on the same Sunday that Pastor Steve started the series called The Voice Turning Your Chair Toward Christ. Oh, I remember that weekend. About listening to the voice of the Holy Spirit. Over the next few days, through prayer and journaling, God made it clear that Josiah is the man I'm supposed to marry. Oh. Awesome. I feel so blessed that God heard my prayers about wanting to marry a strong man of God that also has a calling to work with youth. We even have similar tattoos of maps of the world that say, send me. (laughs) My question for you is this. What can I be doing to prepare myself for marriage as I wait for God to give this message to Josiah? Love listening to you all as you live out your faith. Haley M. What was her name again? Haley M. Haley M. We had about... 13 Haley's, but I don't remember because we have about 40 to 50 interns every mm-hmm. summer. Mm-hmm. Uh, Haley M. Okay, we had about seven Haley's, but we have about 40 interns that cycle through every semester, so I don't really remember many of them. And you know, basically, what interns do with Climax is they lead an energizer when we get started with an activity, just a song or a you know, fun, fun chant or uh, an icebreaker. So I don't really remember her. I'm, I'm sorry about that, Haley. Oh, well, she remembers a fellow named Josiah, who after she did some prayer and journaling, God told her that was the man she's going to Oh, I do remember a Josiah, though. Mm. Right. He's always really very thin. Oh, really? Kind of sort of I can fix that. Yeah. Uh, You're the man for it. Maybe his mom smoked it when he was in utero. Yeah. What would you put on him? You would give him some rice and beans and some bread? I wouldn't go straight to the carbs. No, I mean if he's very thin, you know, to the point. Oh, he's very thin. He's no. he's kind of uh, he's kind of one of those guys. He's he's so tall and thin that you're you're really afraid he's going to break. Mm-hmm. Oh, like it's like it's weird. Yeah, very yeah. Th- yeah. And, no. and, and not not to body shame him, but he really it just is it's it's unnerving. I stuck him on ice cream. Oh, oh! You've got that. You've started that new special cereal. Speaking of cereal, that's right. Ice we cream. got the cereal milk. Oh, yeah, we got the crackling oat bran soft serve. Oh, that's so delicious. Good. It's so good. Mm-hmm. It sounds like what we're dealing with with Haley is active waiting. Mm-hmm. And that's something that people in the Bible did all the time. Think about Mary. Mm-hmm. She's actively waiting for Jesus to be born. Mm-hmm. Think about Moses. Mm-hmm. He's waiting for 40 years. In the desert. Right. Mm-hmm. And he's and he's going, hey, I wonder, I wonder what someone's going to give me a ring. Mm-hmm. So we've got a lot of active waiting in the Bible. So I would just say, you know, when you're actively waiting, there's some things that you can do. You can pray. Mm-hmm. You can uh, you can talk to other people, but I wouldn't talk to Josiah because it's really his it's really his responsibility to bring up no. marriage. No, that's right. As someone who's been married and not 
you know, I think the key to a marriage is make sure that you 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 don't express what you want out of it. You wait for the other person to figure it out. That's right. right. Yeah, that's, well, God will speak to him. Yeah. I think if if God revealed it to you, Haley, through um, prayer and journaling, you know what I would do? I would um, I would take him out to the uh, prayer maze. <laughs> that's in the parking lot and send him through the prayer maze. Guy can talk to him there right. and I would buy him a journal. Give us a couple more weeks on the prayer maze because we just need to make sure that there is an exit. Oh, you still got to make an exit. Right. So, yeah. But, um, you know what? And in the meantime, you got to stay pure, you know, and, um, you know, save yourself, uh, for that man that, uh, God has created you to serve. Yeah. And I would say just in the meantime, make sure Josiah is getting enough nutrients because he's very, very thin and it's just, it's, it's really not, I just don't know if he'll make it. Oh, that sounds then. Yeah. You don't want to actively wait for him to starve. Edric Huncoat was played by Eric Honeycutt. Oh, I love him so much. And he plays with Maybe one of the greatest improv groups of all time, The Reckoning. I'm Holly Laurent playing Hallie Labonte, and Gray Haas is played by Greg Hess. Our incredible producer is Ryan Countshouse. Follow us on your favorite form of social media and send a letter to our mailbag at megathepodcast at gmail. Please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. And if you like the podcast, please support us on Patreon. Hey, do you like comic books? Do you like brothers? Do you like brothers talking about comic books? You do. Okay, then. Listen to this ad. My name's Will Hines. And I'm Kevin Hines. We are brothers as well as comedians. As well as huge fans of comic books. Like the Fantastic Four, which we are talking about a lot right now in our podcast, which is called... Screw it. We're just going to talk about comics. From Campfire Media, available from now until the end of time. (laughs) Screw it. Screw it. We're just going to talk about comics. Campfire.